Hello, everyone. Sports Nuts and Beer Guts 2.0 coming at you. Early November edition. I think this is episode 57. Um, we are one shy of the Tennessee trio tonight. Uh, so yours truly, Matt Hickman, joining us as well. Staple of the podcast, Captain Chris Collett. Chris, how you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Still flying great. high still? I'm still flying high. Well, uh, um, yeah. a- as am I. To, tonight we're going to cover a few different topics we're gonna i mean this, this is the the sports sets and beer guts podcast but right now we may as well call it vol calls i mean this is this is where where yes. we are we have lack of other participants from the friends of the podcast i love you guys to so join us let's hear some dissenting opinions but hey for now it's just all orange and white all checkerboards we're flying high so um tonight we're going to break down the nightmare in neeland uh game discuss that Followed up with the inaugural, well, not the inaugural, for the first round. Two season. Yeah, inaugural 2022 college football playoff rankings. And then we're going to break down the second ever one versus two matchup in SEC regular season history. Tennessee versus Georgia in the was battle between the hedges. Alabama LSU the other? Or Indeed, what was it was. That? Okay. 2011. Two, 2011. Mm-hmm. Nine to nine to six overtime game. The nine to six. I remember watching that while I was living in Charlotte. That was a crazy game. Uh, maybe the most defensive talent ever assembled on a field oh, together at one oh, point. For in sure, it was unreal. So, um, if we're lucky, we'll see a great battle like that one. Though, I would bet all that I have that it won't end in nine to six. God, can I take the over fifteen? Like, what? Yeah. What? Can I put my life savings on over fifteen? Yeah, I don't win know about what, win about twenty five cents. Yeah, I think that's one of those like minus forty thousand uh, odds there. More. So, yeah. Well, let's let's start off with Saturday night, the Kentucky Wildcats uh, rolling in Neyland Stadium, boasting their um, first round quarterback, Mister Will Levis. Nice air quotes there, Chris. Um. Tennessee wearing all black. I'm I'm a traditionalist when it comes to uniforms. That being said, I think when we ho- a Halloween game hosted in Neyland, wear the all blacks. It's a great time for it. That black helmet looked awesome. Thank God they got the helmet. Oh, it made all the difference in the world. It looked Agreed. really good. The entrance um, with the fireworks up top. Uh, that entrance was. It's pretty it was legit. Awesome. Vols, Vols are firing all cylinders. Chris, let's break down this game a little bit. It truly was. Uh, I, I love the names for the games this year. We had the Dixieland Delight game. We had Smoke on the Bayou. This one, Nightmare in Neyland. Oh, it was um, a nightmare for Kentucky. It was. My gosh. Um, I don't know who all saw this coming. Seeing Tennessee put up 40, final score 44 to 6. And I don't know if it was that close. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts coming away from uh from that game did it go as expected um wh- it, what were you yeah just overall thoughts impressions of um, uh, tennessee 44 kentucky six yeah did not go as expected I, I i was worried it was a trap game like i think i said on the yeah. podcast last week kentucky plus 12 and the over would be my bet yep uh because i thought i thought it might be something like a 35 to 28 county game something Mm-hmm. Along those lines, uh, where there would be points scored, uh, I didn't see. I didn't see Tennessee's defense. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of discounted the LSU game. Uh, Same. 
because uh, I mean they they just got to the quarterback in the LSU game. Uh, Tennessee's defense looked really good. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, yeah. I, I think, is a hell of a running back. Yeah, uh, yeah Rodriguez is good. He that yeah. injury I seemed to happen in the second quarter at some point because I don't think we saw him in the second half. Uh, that I recall, uh, I think that definitely changed the game. I think it was almost over at halftime anyways. Uh, it, it could have been more competitive. Um, could have. Could, but but it wasn't, that wasn't a game. I mean, yeah, Rodriguez is really good. No no question about it. He, he is. I, w- I mean, I even think I sent a text during the game. It was like Kentucky, maybe Kentucky plus 17 or so at one point. Was, yep, a, it was was a live betting line, and I was like, I I love that. I didn't bet it. I didn't have any money in my DraftKings account. Thank you, David Kern, for uh, <laughs> me losing it all on Wake Forest. Uh, not bitter at all about that. Tip of the week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't have any money in the DraftKings account, so I, di- I didn't end up betting it. But, I mean, it was just a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. Uh, it was. And – I, I thought it had all the makings for the track game uh, coming off the Alabama high, the UT Martin is whatever. Uh, yeah. And you have Georgia next week, knowing it was going to be a, at least two of the top three. Uh, sure. Yeah. That you, was you, didn't, you didn't, you didn't know the order one, two and three, whether it be Ohio state, Georgia, Tennessee, but it was definitely a top three matchup. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this has all the makings of just a, Oh shit moment. And that, that first was the first series Jalen Hyatt, uh, nobody within about 20 yards of him. Dude has 14 touchdowns. Might want to cover him. That's unreal. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the second half, I, I, he had another one. Exact same play. Like, same play. Yep. Got on the hash, you know, beyond the hashes and just, yeah. Yeah. And then through the first one, he, he does a pretty good job of this. When somebody's so wide open, oh. he'll under throw it a little bit, which he will. Which all right, at least at least it's gonna get caught, or at it's least they're receiving anti Joe bent. Milton. Yeah, anti- <laughs> he doesn't want to get benched. Yeah. That's how that doesn't work. Yeah, uh, the second one was just a a dime. I mean, it was just. I mean, he he was wide open, but it was it was. I mean, I could have caught that ball just standing there. It was it was beautiful. Um, something uh, something else. I I don't know if you've noticed it as much as I have. Uh, Tennessee's defensive line's been really bad for a really long time. Uh, as far as getting pressure on the quarterback, getting sacks, stopping, even setting the edge. They, I don't know which coach it was for Tennessee. I think Dooley may have been the coach. They could not set the edge to save their life. No. Uh, it was it was embarrassing. Um, the defensive line just absolutely manhandled Kentucky's offensive line. It, which I, I think that's the most underrated unit on the team is, right. the, is the defensive line. We're top 10 run defense in college yeah. football. And they've got, you know, there's there's a solid, you know, five, six guys that rotate in and out that are above average. You know, there's no, you know, look back, it, it has been a long time. I mean, it used to be, again, the 90s, Tennessee's defensive lines were unreal. Like, they just had, I mean, kind of like Georgia now, just they just roll out the talent and be better than who's across the ball. That hasn't happened Oof. long time. They were solid in... Uh. Maybe I, 06, 07. I was going to say that 2005-ish, give or take a year, would be about the last time. Eight and nine, even though those teams weren't great, they somehow, like this is one of my favorite late Fulmer stats, the 08 team, though they played Tebow, Eric Bear, Eric Tebow and um, Matt Stafford and an elite Alabama team, they were third in the country in yards allowed. An elite defense and a terrible team. That being said, that's the last time the defense line was good. 
it was masked in the butch years with Derek Barnett. Four years of Derek or three years of Derek Barnett being he, he was a stud as a freshman. I don't know that he actually got better. Uh that's a good next. point. He may not be any better now. Or in the NFL. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a solid player for the Eagles, who are currently tied with the Texans 14-14. Shock. Uh at halftime. That's that's a shock for sure. Uh yeah, Derek Barnett was a stud as a freshman. I don't know that he ever got better. Uh just yeah. a hell of a player. Broke Reggie White sack record. I mean, he was he was he was phenomenal. Um, but I'll have to say, like it, it masked like, the defensive line was a you know average, you know. But yeah, they manhandled, um, they manhandled Kentucky. They've been solid for. I, I think the game they obviously Alabama was tough. They did a good job slowing down the run. Um, the Florida game was the one where they struggled the most. Oh yeah, they looked terrible. They made they made Anthony Richardson look like a freaking Heisman candidate. In hindsight, that was the that was the toughest game this year. And and well. I don't know about that, but the game where they possibly underperformed the most was the Florida yeah. game. Um, I think LSU just, turned the tide. Uh, Bryce yeah, Young's was, Bryce, Bryce Young's was amazing. Incredible. He was yeah. he was amazing that game. Uh, they weren't playing bad defense. He was just you, you yeah. can't you can't beat a perfect perfect throw. He was with those athletes. So as great as that game was, that is a takeaway that I had from that game was how good Bryce Young was. I mean, it was memorable. Just he was, yeah. Legs so, in and through the on his arm, but defense um, is clicking and getting turnovers. So Danico Slaughter moving the corner, Ooh, you know that was huge. That hit, I mean, that hit was nice. Th- there were a few things that. So there was the dropped ball on third down. That was actually a great throw by Le- well, yeah, by, by Levis. The receiver dropped it. Um, huge momentum swing, and then of course the the hit with the interception. Those were two huge turning points in the game for Kentucky. Um, they gave up. They, I mean, that oh. was it was waving the white flag, so that was, um, yeah. I, I thought it would be a much closer game. Um, was really impressed. If Levis is a first round pick, though, I feel sorry for whoever drafts him. That has all the makings of a Detroit Lions first round pick. So, um, can we, good luck, Lions. Can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about Levis as a Levis. Uh, in, in Levis first hooker. Can we talk a Levis first hooker? Let's talk. Sure. Who is the okay. better NFL prospect? I think Levis. I, I don't, I don't think Hooker's a great NFL prospect. I just I, think Levis is bad. But tell me, unpack this a little bit. I, we mentioned the Kentucky offensive line a little bit. They were atrocious. Awful. Uh, I mean, they. I don't think they gave him a chance to do anything. He does have the arm talent. Granted, I don't know what he always sees. It's almost like he waits to see, see the receiver open instead of throwing him open, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the picks. Uh, I mean, he just. Oh, I, it was a bad pick on his part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the one that hit the receiver in the hands, he just got rocked. Uh, it's that uh, you, you can't really hold that one on Levis. Uh, it is what it is there. But I, I just think with the arm talent, uh, age matters. I mean, Hooker's going to be 25 That's a good point. Yeah. when he's drafted. Uh, Hooker's arm talent's not great. Uh, you mentioned he likes to underthrow his receivers because they're open mm-hmm. by 30 yards. Uh, I don't know. If he he's really bad at leading receivers. Uh, especially Princeton Fant on that cross pattern. That was a rough one. Yeah, uh, that that happens. Every, that's an like every game thing where there's Princeton fans running wide ass open over the middle for about a ten yard gain and a first down, and that ball is behind either him. two feet above him or behind him. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't like Hooker as a prospect. It's not that I think Levis is going to be great. Uh, I just think he. Uh, he had no chance to succeed Saturday night, so he didn't. Um, 
Hooker's perfect for the system. Um, oh, so there's there's that. I mean, he's he's it could it could have been two guys in the just complete opposite of ones in the best possible position they could be in, ones in the worst possible position they could be in. I I am really low on Levis, and part of it is the two games that I watched a lot of Kentucky this year was Tennessee and Florida, and even though they won at Florida, he had like yeah. ten completions. Right, their defense eviscerated Florida, and that's why they won that game. Um, so yeah, the arm talent is, is there, um, I, I don't know. He probably does. I'm, I'm not, again, I'm with you. I'm not high on Hendon Hooker as an NFL quarterback. He's a, he's a consummate pro. He's a winner. So great college quarterback. Yep. Yeah. I mean, which is not a bad thing considering <laughs> we're Tennessee Vols fans. Yeah. <laughs> we will take it. Um, I did, yeah, I did I did see something on Twitter where uh Kentucky faithful were wishing Eddie Grant was still offensive coordinator. That's how yeah. That's how poor that uh that was going for him. So I don't Kentucky didn't do anything well. That was they it was not. they were ranked 8th at one point this year, I think. Wasn't also, that the high water mark? Yeah, the designed uh yeah, cuz Tennessee was like 10th or 11th and Kentucky was was a couple spots ahead of them at that time. Uh, one thing that's crazy to me is uh, Will Levis's. I'm gonna call it the Patrick Mahomes sidearm backwards lateral side la- side lateral whatever you want to call it. He had about three of those that you're like, I I, I know this is a planned play, but this is the p- most. This yeah. is a this reminds me of the bubble screen Tennessee days where they would just throw bubble screen after bubble screen. Dante Stallworth over there. At least you were throwing it to Dante Stallworth as opposed to whatever no name receiver Kentucky's got. Don't know. Yeah. Some yeah. guy from some guy from Tennessee that went up there, I guess. <laughs> Who's not named Randall Cobb? Yeah, Ooh, he was a good one. <laughs> he was good. That was one that got away. That was oh, well. So I think the trade off in those days was Kentucky got Randall Cobb, Tennessee got Chris Lofton in basketball. And Ooh. love Randall Cobb, but I would have taken that trade. Chris Lofton's one of my all time favorite yeah. balls as well. I who, mean, if he if he does have cancer senior year, like he's. Yeah. The Vols team might make a Final Four. They were, yeah. I mean, because because his junior year, he put it all together as far as getting to the did. basket. He stopped being just a was, shooter. His junior year, was that the Kevin Durant game? That was, uh, or was that sophomore? It was 06. That might have been sophomore year when he hit a wow. 30-footer in Durant's eye. Man, that yeah. was great. That was a great shot. <laughs> that was. Um, closing thoughts on on Kentucky, aside from it just being a beatdown, Um you know, I, I I don't have a ton of words aside from it went Tennessee's offense versus Kentucky's defense went far went far better than I expected. Maybe not a little better than I expected. Tennessee's defense versus Kentucky's offense, I would never have guessed it was utter domination like that. Do you do you think this this loss will push Stoops to flirt with some jobs? Because uh, he's he's been thrown out there left and right, and he's kind of like I don't have any interest, but. The offseason, you, you heard the rumblings uh, for a basketball school uh, from Cal. There's a little bickering there. Uh, and then this football season hasn't really gone Kentucky's way. Uh, That's a good question. I mean, there have been a few gut punches in the in the tenure, like right when they think they're going to break through, they can't. And also they're staring up at, you know, Tennessee, who as long as Heupel's there, probably is going to be – I don't know. We have a small sample size, but the ceiling looks ultra high. Georgia is locked in. They are yeah. going to be good for a long time. Five-star U. Florida, 
is not going to be down for long. I actually they, like they have too much talent. Here. Yeah. yeah. Um, South Carolina is whatever. Do you see the Florida player that got kicked off the team? Uh, because Cox, the linebacker? yeah, because he said he called Napier Cajun uh, Willie oh, yeah. Taggart. Cajun Willie Taggart. I mean, you can't do that. So <laughs> that's uh, <still> funny. <laughs> his, it was easy to dislike Dan Mullen. It's much harder to dislike Napier. But anyway, all that to yeah. say, like he's got the path for big time success is just not there at Kentucky. If Nebraska or somebody calls, I don't know. He'd probably I, listen. I wonder what kind of discussions they have on which quadrant uh, Kentucky's going to get into. Because that that could make that could make a big difference. Because uh, I mean, you have the potential for like a Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee uh, quadrant, but that would leave like Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Missouri, or some nonsense I, like that. Or you could go the whole two Mississippi schools, Vandy and Kentucky. I mean, there's that could happen. I, I feel. I mean, SEC is going to be too smart. For that, like even you would think so. So even when they split in 1992, they were intentional to put all the teams that so the teams at that point in time that had ever won the SEC, um, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, and then asterisk with Florida. They won in 91 when they made the plan. They hadn't done it. Florida had only had actually never won the SEC until 91. Aside from a vacated one in 84, but it was a it was a powerful program that was known. So they were intentional in splitting those up. Because Tennessee played Auburn every year until '92, that was their that was their other rival was Auburn. Yeah, and so that was part of it. I'm sure they'll do the same this time, though. Because yeah. I mean, in college football, yes, yeah, cyclical, but the powers tend to still be the powers. We're not going to wake up one day and Vanderbilt's going to be king college football. I'm trying. That's going to be a crazy. Well, you want uh, you want the the. I mean, because I mean, does it make sense to put the Big Twelve teams together? Probably. I mean, that's. I don't know. Two Texases, Oklahoma, Missouri, Missouri. They have Arkansas, LSU, and the two Mississippi schools. Arkansas, LSU, and the then two that leaves the East. I mean, you would have to almost Georgia, go, and Florida. I think might stay together. Like Georgia, say, Florida, you, South Carolina, and then I could see Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vandy. And that makes a lot of Kentucky, sense. Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. I think that's, that's a possibility right there. So if you're if you're stoops, you're going to be stuck with Georgia, Florida every year. South Carolina is kind of uh, you're, you're equal. I mean, it's kind of equal it's though. A, it's a, yeah, it is. It's an it's an even program. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I can see I can see if there's interest from other schools. Uh, stoops' uh, time at Kentucky has been very successful. I don't think Abs- anybody would argue that the program's Absolutely. in much 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 better shape. Uh, Absolutely, they're so. they've. I mean the the it was Joker Phillips that was just a disaster. Rich uh, Brooks before Brooks, him was, yeah he he's he was good. Naps, uh, you say naps during practice or something like that. He was, he was Brooks, notor- yeah notorious for falling asleep. He was old. He was old, but he actually did okay. He like did they, okay. They they won some bowls. They had that 07 team with Andre Woodson. Um. Yeah, that's a great question about Stoops. Uh, would be interested in in our friend Logan's take on on that. Um, I think Kentucky needs to do their best to keep Stoops because he's he's done a good job with the program for sure. They you know, you know you're going to get say you're going to get you're going to get seven to nine wins. Uh, you're probably going to win a game you definitely shouldn't win. 
uh, and you're probably not going to lose a game you definitely shouldn't lose. So it's it's it, it, there's way worse options. You think Nebraska wouldn't want that? I mean, I would have taken well, it in Tennessee for the for a long Bo, time. Bo Pelini got fired. Never went in fewer than nine games. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Nebraska had some. They had self inflicted uh, wounds. We were talking a few weeks ago about you know Nebraska's another team that's had a similar path to Tennessee. Is the I mean, Nebraska's greatness level though was higher than Tennessee's ever was. Nineties Nebraska was unmatched, and they I, have fallen to the same depths. So I agree. Uh, I we did get some uh, negative feedback from uh, Log Dizzle on that podcast with Nebraska. He was just a, like, I can't believe y'all are still holding on to the nineties like this. But I think Tennessee's two year resurgence has kind of. Uh, I mean, being a, you know what I mean? Like 102,000 fans, just the atmosphere in Tennessee this year has been, you, you can't have that everywhere. I mean, it's, you're not going to go no. to Starkville, Mississippi outside of here in 40,000 cowbells. I mean, you know what I mean? The atmosphere is not going to be 102,000, uh, just absolutely insane. Uh, Kentucky, even if they were on eight, no going into it, you're still playing in a stadium. I don't know how many, 60,000 probably. Kroger yeah. Field, something I mean, like it's, that. It's, it's small. I mean, you can, yeah. you can go look at like the 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 subreddit groups for different. That's sort of an interesting indicator. Like Kentucky's is like six thousand, seven thousand. I think Tennessee's is thirty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's um the yeah. the blue bloods are uh, Tennessee. I, I struggle to call a blue blood just because the last twenty years have to matter, and they it's, have been a doormat. It's been bad. It's been awful. So I think mean, it's going to take some some sustain. We're again, we're in year. 1.5 of success. So, um, before I'm, I'm interested in even having that discussion, but you know, when, you know, Texas has been bad, when Texas is good, they are, I mean, they're absolutely up there. USC has been mediocre. When USC is great, they're elevate Notre Dame. You know, all those schools have that ceiling that even, even like your B plus programs, like a Michigan state or an Ole Miss, yeah. A great program, but they just aren't there. They just don't have it. They don't have the 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 history of the fan base, the resources to make that happen. I agree. Well, let's talk about the college football playoff rankings. Um, I, I was just I could not believe to see the the T with a number one next to it. I was thrilled. I do feel like Tennessee has a a great resume. I honestly I wanted it to be two coming into the Georgia game, but hey, I'll take it. I um, thought they missed a great opportunity to have one versus two, no matter the ranking, Georgia, yeah. Tennessee. I don't know why they, you know what I mean? Because they were yeah, splitting hairs. Matter. Between yeah. those three teams, they're splitting hairs. It's not really going to matter in the in the end uh, between those three yeah. teams. If Tennessee was three, you know what I mean? If Tennessee was three and Ohio State's one, Georgia two, whatever. Or if Georgia was one, Tennessee two, Ohio State three. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't I matter. mean, there was, there was a massive gap after Ohio State, I feel like. Uh, yeah, and I was um, the Clemson. There was a bigger gap than I thought because Clemson, I think Clemson might even be worse than TCU. D so, do you think we got they got the right four teams? No, how I would, would you rank? I, I would have ranked the top three. It doesn't matter. I, I, yep, you could have put you could have put them any any spot, and I would have said, okay, yep, yeah, would not have been upset. It. Uh, Michigan, I think's clearly four. Uh, Clearly four. After that, I mean, I probably would have went 
Clemson, all TCU, and you could have flipped TCU and Clemson. Uh, I think both of those teams are not that good. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they lost any week. Uh, TCU's had a, I mean, they, they've had several games where they've had to come back. They didn't look good against a bad West Virginia team. Uh, they are West Virginia's. They're not great. Yeah, yeah. No, no Brown's probably getting fired uh, this year, if I had a guess. Uh, so I thought, I, I mean, I know Michigan's out-of-conference schedule is atrocious, and I know that ha- that played a huge factor. It's really bad, yeah. It, it was extremely bad. I mean, I think they're like 90th strength of schedule or something like that. Uh, it, it was bad. I, I'm sure that's why they were there. Uh, Alabama being ahead of TCU, uh, I mean, I, I take a lot of pride in that Tennessee, the 52-49 win over Alabama. But Alabama should have lost to Texas. Uh, they should have lost to Texas. Could yeah. have lost to Texas A and M. Yeah, Alabama's not looked great this year. No. So seeing them ahead of an unbeaten TCU, I was stunned by. Uh, probably a bad omen for TCU because lots of things are going to have to go their way to make it in the top four. Yeah, TCU is interesting. I remember from his twenty fourteen. The very first time they were doing the college football rankings, it was there was this big debate for fourth. Um, TCU, I think Baylor maybe have been it, and like I think a long time ago, you know, we had this text message thread for years. But I think we all were like, you know what, it's going to be Ohio State. Is They're going to Bryce Petty. Think, yeah, I think it was a Bryce Petty Baylor team. So uh, Logan McLaurin actually went to the Peach Bowl that year, where TCU Ooh, played TCU um, Ole Miss. Oh, and they just eviscerated Bo Wallace. Forty forty one nothing. It was horrible. Or something um, like that. Something like that. It was just a, a yeah, absolute domination. But all that to say, um, you know, TCU is another one of those programs. It's always like they've ever since the Gary Patterson days, they've been knocking on the door. They had an undefeated season. I think that was an Andy Dalton year when they went undefeated, twenty eleven, maybe. Um, I, you know, I this year, Oklahoma's bad. They beat Oklahoma. Their biggest yeah. win can't is probably Kansas State. I'm guessing. Um, which Kansas State, who they the forty-one to nothing beat down of Oklahoma State, man, what a that was. Nuts. Uh, I, I think Oklahoma State was just—I mean, it was their fifth straight competitive game, kind of thing. Just emotionally drained. They had nothing in the tank, and by God, it Kansas showed. State just uh, waxed them. Oh. Yeah, so it's interesting. TCU. I'm looking at the remaining schedule: Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State. Who knows? They'll probably lose one. I think they'll lose one. Does the Big 12 have a national uh, or a a championship game? Yeah, they pick the top two teams in the conference, so they'll probably have to play Kansas State again. Okay. Um, So who who knows? I I think TCU's losing. I think Clemson's losing, too. They they should have lost to Syracuse, who's not that good, uh, whenever I was down there in Atlanta with you. Yeah, we watched that. I don't think Clemson loses. Oh. I, I, they're they I think they have played the tough part of their schedule unless they lose. Um, here are their South. remaining games: Notre Dame, yeah, Louisville, Louisville. I mean, we 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 all have Wake Forest uh, mi- minus three. So you know what? This could be this the year that the Gamecocks are, are tough I with s- them. I could see that. I don't think I, they beat them, but I I South Carolina losing to Missouri last week. Uh, I, I hate Shane Beamer. I don't think there's any secret about that. Just do not like the guy. I think he's a terrible coach. I think he's Butch Jones 2.0. Uh, 
that's what I, I mean. It's just all his little antics and all his nonsense. I just cannot get behind him. But they're about to go in a three-game stretch. I think they have one more easy game coming up, and then their last three is Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. Uh, okay, he, so so that's not the game. Yeah, he he needs a win though. That's what I'm saying. Is he's going to be desperate for a win to get the narrative flip flip from what it currently is as you're sealing seven wins with Shane Beamer. So so that that'll be interesting. That they've got to play the ACC championship game, and that's probably going to be against Mac Brown and the Tar Heels, which. They're terrible, but they're seven and one. Seven and one. I mean, they should have lost like three games already. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They, uh, they've had some rather crazy wins, I believe. Like they almost lost to Miami, and Miami is awful this Ooh. year. They nearly lost to Duke. How about that App Miami State? Virginia game last week? Barn burner, man. That was, what was the final score there? I don't remember. I, saw I think it was like it. six six going to overtime. Maybe it ended up like yeah, it was twelve to nine or something. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. Fourteen twelve was the final. Uh, they made yeah. it to third overtime where they had to go for like it counts just two point conversions from OT there. On out. one, they both kicked field goals. OT two, they both kicked field goals. Third overtime, nobody scored. Then Miami got a two point conversion in the last one. <laughs> wow. Whew, the teams combined. For 330 passing yards. Gosh. So that's rough. So, I mean, looking at it right now, um, if you had to uh, choose your four teams that were going to make it right now, who would you choose? Um, I'm going to assume Tennessee gonna wins this week. Okay. Uh, if Tennessee wins this week, I'll go Tennessee, Ohio State, Alabama, hmm. and ooh, I gotta do one more. I don't. I, I think Michigan could be the other one. You think a, a loss, Michigan losing, they still get in? I think it's possible. I don't know. I uh, I, I may have screwed that one up. Well, then, with that scenario, you you probably you assume Bama's yeah. beating Tennessee. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think neutral site. I uh, I think Tennessee would have a hard time. Uh, I agree. Running it back against Bama and winning, so that's why I went that way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Clemson goes undefeated. They're they're obviously in. That's. So I think Clemson goes undefeated. The Big Ten team goes undefeated. I do think it's Ohio State this year. Um, and then I think it's two SEC teams. Um, if I were to pick right now, I think um, my fear is Georgia beats Tennessee, then Alabama beats Georgia. And then yeah, we got a – That's a tough – And Tennessee's going to be the odd man out. In that situation, you just hope – you really hope Ohio State just just blitzes uh, Michigan. And yeah. it's three SEC teams in Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Assuming TCU and Clemson both lose at some point, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that's a right. that's a realistic scenario. And in that that scenario, I I wouldn't I wouldn't care which team we got. You know what I mean? No, me either. I, Again, I, think I hope all, is... those those are probably the four best teams in the nation. If if I was Michigan, Michigan might have a case. Michigan's good. Michigan's good. Um, I, I, I haven't I, played anybody, but you know, I think those are the top five. Uh, and I know people bitch about the playoffs go into 12 teams. I don't know if it's next year or the year after. Uh, I think more football is better, especially if it, when it's ranked teams, because you don't see these ranked matchups. Uh, no. I mean, I mean, what, what do we see? Maybe 
top top 10 matchups how many top 10 matchups do we see every week if we're lucky one if we're lucky one yeah i mean most of the time it's it's maybe every other week you get one or every third week uh and i wish the first round would be played at the uh yeah, higher 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 seats home site yeah uh, I, think, I think that's the right way to do it because college football on campus it's it's hard to beat that yeah i mean imagine uh, like you know think a home a home playoff game in madison wisconsin be incredible that would be yeah a few a few of those yeah there's just how those fan bases would would get up for it or i mean even like a few years ago i think like if they'd had it in because there's going to be cinderella teams like if you go to 12 there's going to be one like iowa state might have gotten in a few years ago um so good i mean it'd it'd be fun to watch absolutely and i and i know in the end of it uh it's probably going to be those top three teams one one of the top three every single year is probably going to win it all but usually yes i yeah i mean you look the the past several like 20 alabama 19 lsu 18 Clemson, 19 LSU team. No, the, well, those two, those teams were all like clearly the 14 Ohio State. Those were those. There have been a number of teams that were clearly, you know, um, acquitted themselves as the undisputed number one team. Yeah. Um, but hey, football things happen. It's not quite as as wonky as basketball, but stuff happens. So. It does. Well, let's talk about, speaking of top 10 matchups, how about a top two matchup? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it that because AP one versus versus two, Tennessee's tied with, with uh, Ohio State for two. One versus three in the CFP polls. The, uh, they're saying the biggest game in the history of Stanford Stadium in Athens, Tennessee versus Georgia. So before we dive in, this is... I'm curious. So this is an interesting rivalry to me, Chris. Do you, what do you think of Georgia versus Tennessee? If it, like that matchup, does does it strike you as a rivalry? Um, what are your thoughts of the history of that series at first? Uh, definite rivalry, uh, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of transition. It's not been as streaky as Tennessee Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been upsets both both ways in it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I kind of think of it more as like a recruiting rivalry because both teams are recruiting the exact same players. Yep. Uh, I mean, you, you get a look at it, and I mean, every single player that's committed to Tennessee, committed to Georgia, uh, they're, they're finalists, top top three, top five. You're, you're seeing both schools on it. Uh, here in the last, in the saving years, the last decade or so, Alabama's also been listed there just because if you're a five star, uh, yeah. Alabama seems yeah. to be. Uh, so it's, it's kind of more of a recruiting rivalry, I would say. Uh, Tennessee does have a, a big tradition of just going to Georgia, getting players, uh, some studs coming from Georgia. Maul Lewis, first one that comes to mind for me. <laughs> yeah, same on that one. So I kind of look at it as a recruiting rivalry. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the 2016 Hail Mary game will stand out as a Tennessee fan. Phenomenal game. I don't remember a lot of really great Tennessee Georgia games. So yeah, it, it is an interesting rivalry. There's not the so with Florida. I mean, it's like Florida. It's a recent rivalry in in theory. Thirty like Tennessee and Georgia did not play hardly ever until 1992. Right from the from 1900 until what 1992. I think they played maybe 20 times. And so for- it's just. 
from Georgia's side, you have Georgia Auburn, uh, you yep. have Florida Georgia and Jacksonville, and you yep. have Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. I mean, and Tennessee's not on the list. So yeah. I mean, we're we are a very 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 distant fourth in the rivalry. Certainly, and for you know, for Tennessee, the Bama Bama was the rivalry, always has been the, the number one, and even Florida though since the mid nineties, since the mid nineties, Florida, and then Kentucky and Vanderbilt technically have been rivals. They play ass. them every year. Yeah, and it's it's a it's like Alabama, Mississippi State. It's just a not really a rivalry. So, so that that piece is interesting. And when when Georgia came in, when they did when they did the split in ninety two, I mean Tennessee owned Georgia for a long time. Remember Eric um, Zire, the quarterback. Eric Zire, yeah, prolific passer. Um, they had Garrison Hurst. Georgia used to have these stud running backs. I mean, they still do, but I mean Garrison Ooh. Hurst, Robert Edwards. Robert Edwards. That's uh, the one that got hurt in the Florida game. Uh, he was a stud. Edwards was awesome. He, you know, he was the guy that got hurt in the NFL at the sand, uh, sand football game in the Pro Bowl. Remember that? Oh man, what terrible luck! Yeah, he was a rookie in the Patriots. Put up in like '98. Put up a thousand yards. What, what was his? Of him and, what yeah. was his injury at? Then in, in the Florida game, Edwards. It, it was. It was I like a. That. Oh, it was like catastrophic kind of thing. So I remember Nick Chubb's horrible injury against uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. We were watching. It he's okay. Logan's house, I think. Or it was Lattimore. We were watching it. It was Lattimore, yeah, for South Carolina. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just say Tennessee and Georgia, had, they've not had a ton of great games. A few of them, there was the, the Hail Mary. There was the uh, Hobnail Boot game in 2001 when um, it was possibly the worst use of the prevent defense that John Chavis ever uh, employed. Oh. And David Green marched down the field and got a touchdown at the end to win that game. Um Tennessee blew them out mostly through the nineties. Uh, there was the, the 98 game was actually rather highly anticipated because it was a highly ranked Georgia team with Quincy Carter, champ Bailey, boss Bailey. Um, you know, Tennessee destroyed them between the hedges. Um, but then after that, you know, sort of the, the tables turn, Georgia has been the dominant program. You know, the Rick, Rick was really successful. Um, but yeah, it wasn't as, as streaky. So I, I don't see the, you know, the animosity isn't so much there as it is with the other teams, but, you know, for the past better part of the past fifteen years, Georgia's been a far better program. Um, yeah. So, and here we are, Georgia defending national champions. Um, last year's defense was elite. Um, this year, they've not looked quite as good, but hey, they're still undefeated. They pitched a couple shutouts. Um, strength on strength. I'm stoked. But Chris, what are your thoughts coming into this game? How's it going to play out? Uh, let's start with Tennessee offense uh, versus. Uh, Georgia defense because I, I think I think I think that's what it comes down to. Tennessee's going to put up points. Uh, Georgia's defense is athletic and inexperienced in the back end, uh, and I think that's I think there's going to be some breakdowns. Uh, that Jalen mm-hmm. Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, somebody's you know there's going to be a couple touchdowns where it's going to be like last week, uh, even against Georgia's good defense. Uh, offensive line play matters uh, if. If the offensive line plays like they did against Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, t- Tennessee has a great chance to win. Because uh, because yeah. if, if Tennessee, I mean, if Hooker has that long, uh, Hypel's scheme is going to get the wide receivers open. No matter how good, not how good an athletes Georgia's secondary is. So Georgia's defense is not as good. They took a big blow. Their edge rusher uh, he tore his pec last yeah. week. Uh, he's he's out, obviously. Uh, that's a that's a big plus because keeping Hooker upright and giving him time to throw, 
Uh, I I think Tennessee is going to move the ball. I think they're going to move the ball a lot, and that brings you to the other side of the ball. Tennessee's defense versus Georgia's offense. I've never been a Stetson Bennett fan. I've always thought he's what's going to hold Georgia back from a national title. They won a national title last year, mm-hmm. but he might hold him back from one this year. Uh, he's actually older than Hendon Hooker. Random. The, the two oldest quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think Tennessee's defense is gonna. I, I think they'll hold him under thirty. Uh, Bowers scares me. I really? think he's the Bowers best. is awesome. Bowers is the best tight end I've ever seen in college. Uh, and I don't think it's close. Fair. I don't know. If there's a close second. That's like, fair. Couldn't tell you who a close second is. Bowers is. I would say this, if I was an NFL team and I already had a franchise quarterback and happened to have the number one overall pick, I would take Bowers and not think twice about it. You would take, really? I think he's a game-changing, uh, I think he's he a game-changer. He like, is. Absolute. I uh, kind of think of Gronk with the Patriots where it's a cheat code. Gronk was, uh, um, well, that, that's my bar for best NFL tight end ever. It's like Gronk with the Patriots was unstoppable yeah i I think that's what bowers is i mean he's Mm -hmm. he's physical he can block he his routes are impeccable his hands are amazing uh and he also has some four four something he's got he has more speed than gronk ever had that's the oh for sure i mean he's yeah game changer there so uh love bowers i think he's the one if tennessee can just keep him in front of him like i mean i don't care if you give up 15 yards here 15 yards there uh just don't give up the 60 yards like make georgia earn it yeah uh tennessee's run defense georgia's run game that's strength on strength it's a lot of strength on strength really Uh, is yeah uh, it it should be a heavyweight fight yeah and it may be similar to the tennessee alabama game which whoever has the ball last is going to win uh might come down to that so the the oddly enough I'm, i'm i'm i have very similar feelings about it um I do think that Georgia's defense is going to be the one to to slow down the Vols' offense. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the you know the pace like 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 they've they've had with the touchdowns or the uh, you know no time of possession, but a, like two two points a minute, something ridiculous <laughs> average. Right. Like, uh, you know, um, do you think it's the athleticism I, that's the difference? Uh, Georgia's athleticism. I mean, they're freaks. They've got I them mean, everywhere. Ev- oh, yeah. ev- everywhere yeah. um you know the 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 defensive backfield is 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 really good in their oh. discipline georgia's defense has been so i mean that's that's the you know they they there was that one big play that they gave up in florida where they had florida. that one botch coverage and i promise you if hendon hooker sees a botch coverage he will find it um that's his his biggest strength i don't and also they were sort of you know game was mostly decided i, I don't think that's going to be it was, and, yeah. All, all that to say, I do think yeah, Georgia's Georgia's athleticism they will slow them down a little bit. But I think I have some odd confidence, like you, in Tennessee's defense in this game. Uh, Bennett's thrown for more yards than Hooker, oddly enough, this year. Um, but there's a, you other than like Bowers, the only guy that really scares you on their offense. Yeah, right. I mean, who McConkey's? I, I guess I mean, Washington's that their second tight end is oh. probably the next best player. He's he's a beast of a guy. He's he's gonna get overdrafted in the NFL because people are gonna see that that size, that athleticism, and but 
I mean, I know he looks good, like when he touches the ball, but he does disappear for quarters at a time where, where you just don't see him at all. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody that some GM falls in love with and drafts him in late first, early second kind of thing. And he ends up being a, a league average tight end, tight which end? Isn't, okay. isn't, isn't bad. I just, yeah. He's a freak, though. He's also a freak, but he's he a different is. freak. He's, what's he, 280 pounds, something like that? He's a big, I mean, there's, yeah. What about, plays, yeah. Man, what about shifting him to tackle, doing the Jason Peters? It's not a bad idea. Yeah, somebody that I don't know. Day. I don't know. What, I mean, I know his athleticism's there. I don't know about the core strength. I mean, he's a big, big, big guy. Super guy athletic. Can add it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a possibility. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know that a team would want to go there and do that, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, if he's already at 280 pounds like that, I mean, what bulk up 25 more pounds and you're there? 25 pounds, play play left tackle and be as quick as the guy on the end. Yeah, that's a good call. Didn't think of that. Not a bad route to go. I think it's gonna be a fun game, though. I'm so yeah, it's it's so much fun, and I mean, there's still like, yeah, I'm getting greedy, but there's still a part of Tennessee that's like house money if they show up and you know. They get hammered by Georgia, ain't gonna bring me down. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, you know, excited for for the trajectory in the future. I think, um, yeah, it, it might be. This would be the one I'm more tempted to go under. Um, I mean, I look at, I mean, Georgia's allowed 84 points this year, and we're talking about their defense slipping from last year. That's yeah. still nuts. Um, the Oregon yeah. game is the. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bo, Bo Nix is—he has some SEC scars. Uh, he's looked great outside of has, uh, playing SEC opponents in his college career, but he—he he has some SEC scars, and they were very—they were very apparent that first game. I remember I was laying on the couch in, uh, they were doing the pregame for it, and they said Bo Nix was the starter at Oregon, and I was like, oh, first quarter, first half full game 2020 <laughs> i just went ahead and put it on georgia uh i was like man this is Bowman. this is free money and it was free money at that point uh yeah so i i think you you like the under on it i don't know what the over under is what's it 61 probably let me, let me pull it up um uh i mean do you have any sports gambling uh apps on your phone since you can't gamble in georgia <laughs> Hey, it's very difficult to log in, believe it or not. Uh, Let's see. College football. Tennessee, Georgia. Let's see. Odds. 66 and a half. That's a lot of points. So I would. That's 35-31. Yeah, and I think I might still hits the, the under. under. Yeah. Still hits I, the under. I like so, the under. It was, it's been bet down to seven and a half. It opened at nine. Wow. Nine was. Like double digits, but. I know they were talking about uh, on the broadcast Saturday night that it was the original early line was going to be uh, plus 12 for Tennessee, mm-hmm. but they opened at nine. It's been dead, bet down to seven and a half. I, like, and a half, I yeah. like Tennessee plus nine. I think that was a, that was just too many points to give uh, Tennessee. I mean, especially yeah. if Tennessee happens to get the ball first, put up a touchdown. It's you know what I mean. It's sixteen nothing betting wise at that point. It's true. Uh, so you're you're at that point. I was like, ooh, that's I didn't. I haven't bet on the game yet because, as I told you, Wake Forest drained my draft account. 
I think I bet like fifteen dollars on them. So it's not like I had a lot lot in there at that time. I I, I drained my account by betting uh, the Florida money line against Tennessee oh. as a hedge. That was seventy-two dollars or so. Is that right? Or fifty-four? Uh, it was like I think it was seven, sixty or seventy, and I would have yeah. won several hundred. So, ah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. It was it was money that I actually uh, had left from several years ago when, in the middle of the Saints Bucks playoff game, I put it all in the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Mm, um, I what I had, yeah. Jared Cook fumbled when the Saints were ahead, and I was like, nope, Brady's going to get the breaks. The Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl. And I lucked out. Anyway, um, I think I would. I think betting lines. I would probably take Tennessee in the under seven and a half. Is a little close. It um, does get does shrink it nine a, for sure. Isn't it crazy sure. how there's like such a big difference in in seven and a half versus nine? Like how football goes. I mean, it's I an additional possession. You know, nine is it's a it's it becomes a two score game, and the way that coaches play and the way that you look at it changes. So, um. Oh, this is a, this is another good one. So I think we both agree uh, a close loss by Tennessee almost guarantees them a spot in the playoffs. The only scenario that does not TCU undefeated, Clemson TCU, undefeated, Clemson undefeated, Georgia loses to Alabama. Okay, because even if Georgia beats Alabama, Tennessee's in. That's true. So well, yeah. I think that's the only scenario. Yeah, Clemson undefeated Ohio. Um, well, and then. I guess now you you would possibly have the discussion of one loss Tennessee one, versus undefeated TCU. You no, know, because yeah, or one loss Michigan. Well, Tennessee would win that one. Tennessee just, would win that. Yeah. Just opening up one in the you know what I mean starting at one and Michigan being at five. Uh, assuming Michigan's loss is Ohio State, then because well, uh, yeah, I don't, it, Michigan yeah. can't can't beat the wins Tennessee has. Whether it's LSU, whether it's Alabama, whether it's Kentucky, I think Kentucky's going to finish strong this season. So I think they'll be a top Kentucky's twenty-five. Not a bad team, yeah. I think they'll be top twenty-five at the end. Florida uh, might even add some wins. Yeah, they have they have a tendency to quit uh, once the season. Well, that's true. That's a good point. November Florida is very different than September Florida. It, it is. That's a good point. Um, uh, I that's what I think. If you're so say you're, I don't know, thirty less than thirty seconds left in the game, Tennessee scores a touchdown mm-hmm. and they're down one do you kick the extra point or do you go for two at that point all depends on game flow man well first of all uh, chase mcgrath might miss it there's one <laughs> there's I, one there's one his, piece his kicks have not gave me any uh confidence I don't uh, have confidence they're very ugly right now it's like he has the shanks like honestly i think he it's kind of like me golfing where there's times where i go out there i have no clue where the center of the club face is like i'm just like I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is this is embarrassing. I did. I got lucky, but yeah, I think I think he has the shanks right now. Honestly, like, I don't trust him to make any field goal. The Alabama field goal, as we said, was the ugliest, it's miraculous, yeah, we've ever seen. It's you know, do you, yeah, that's a great. Do you go for two to win the game? I depend. I think it depends on on game flow. Um, there are some that like I don't know if you remember Alabama and Auburn last year, like. You knew like Auburn needed to go for two. Like it was all if you're right. an underdog, like you know this is this is my best shot to win. A play that you know I have 52 percent chance to convert this play or whatever whatever it is. That's you'll take that all day every day. Uh, Dallas Goddard touchdown. Dallas Goddard. Oh, okay. Fantasy implications. 
my man, uh, my man, Damian Pierce continues to. He, you tried to trade for Pierce oh, a bunch, but that was. I that tried was to not, trade all year. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Pierce, but uh, nicely done. So, staying out of the Waffle House. Um, uh, I, I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's it's a. It's gonna be a spectacle. Here's here's one thing I wanted to touch on. There's a Chug Sipper Pour. Okay. Chug Sipper Pour. A packed Neyland is more hostile than a packed Sanford Stadium. I'm going to chug that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm chugging that one all day. But I'm not, right. I'm not trying to be delusional uh, Tennessee fan on this one. I don't, I mean, LSU night game definitely beats Neyland. I'm not going to begin to argue that one. Outside of that, I, I, I don't know that anything beats. Uh, there, there's, there's comps. I mean, you could go the horseshoe or the big house for the, for the game, the big game. Uh, you could go Alabama. Uh, right, Denny's like, tough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great one. Uh, Texas, when Texas is good, I don't know if they, I don't know if that really can. You know what I mean? Like it's just weird. I, I think LSU is number one. I think Tennessee's in the conversation for number two. I think Tennessee is a conversation for number two. I I I don't I have to sip it. Um I think that again, those teams that are of the that have the pedigree can you know elevate that. And there's there are some like a night game at Baton Rouge, a yeah. 3:30 September Saturday in Gainesville when Florida's we've, good. That's we've a, lost a lot of those. Well, yeah, I don't care if it's ten. It's it's a hundred degrees and a hundred percent humidity. That's a that's a, and that's that that crowd is yeah. loud and it's the. I mean, that's a big home field advantage. Um, I don't. I'm I'm curious about George's record over over the years. I've been I've not been in a game in Stanford Stanford Stadium, um, in sort of middle of the campus. But I think any of those schools yeah. can really elevate. Um, we went we went and visited. I think it was it was during COVID at some point kind of thing. We went down to Athens. Mm-hmm. Uh, never been to Athens. Just went. Uh, the football stadium's literally right there, middle of campus. Walk uh, up on it, yeah. And you, yeah, you can walk up on it, look in it. I mean, it, it looks impressive uh, from there, uh, from the outside looking in, kind of thing. Uh, we did the same thing with Arkansas. We went, we went, we went mm-hmm. over there to uh, Northwest Arkansas during COVID as well. Uh, my only thing is, I just when I whenever I think of the great atmospheres, Georgia just doesn't stand out to me. And I don't know if it's because uh, you think of like the big like the Georgia Florida game is it's in Jacksonville every year, so that that's yeah. one opportunity yeah, to shine that you don't see. Uh, Auburn, it seems like Georgia and Auburn are never great at the same time. I uh, don't know really why well, that good, is. That's a good uh, point. They really haven't been. Yeah, it's one of those things. You're like. I mean, there's been good games between the two teams. It's always a competitive game, it feels like, just being the rivalry that it is uh, outside of one of the two teams being just a juggernaut that year. Uh, and then Georgia Tech, nobody gives a damn about Georgia Tech. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, mean, I just oh, don't, I don't think they oh, get a Georgia chance State. to shine. So it could be it could be just hmm. as good. They just, they just have way fewer That's opportunities to shine. The Florida game being in Jacksonville, I didn't think of that. That's a big, that's a big piece. If that game was played yeah. home and home, you may have a, yeah, there may I, have been those opportunities to shine. I think it might be home and home soon because Kirby hates the Jacksonville game, which, <laughs> as I've been to Jacksonville one time, I I would not want to go there voluntarily. 
That's all I'm going to say about Jacksonville. <laughs> I won't tell Alicia her hometown. Uh, so. here, here's I had a Chuck Zipper pour, but I kind of forgot it. Let me see if I can come up with it real fast. Uh, okay, this is it. Chuck Zipper pour. This game meaning more to Georgia than it does Tennessee. Yes. Here's why. Chug. Here's why Chug. Um, Georgia won't have the opportunity to have um, – if they lose this game, they have no chance at that elite win. Georgia has a shit schedule. Like, yeah. They, it's a bad – I don't think they've played a ranked team yet. Oregon. Uh, they beat Oregon. 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 They both raced Oregon. Outside sure. of that, I don't know. I mean, South Carolina, Kentucky, neither one of them are ranked anymore. Missouri's not ranked. The Oregon run is, is not great, be but they have the it's it's that they have the disadvantage of it being at the first the week zero, you know. Yeah. So in the Georgia Dome, it always yeah it was basically a home game that always matters for whatever reason. Um. So they they because if they lose, also they don't get a shot at Alabama now. They don't. So, so there's there goes they forfeit the opportunity for the you know the other signature win so they're immediately if they lose their resume will not touch tennessee's um it could if they lose now you're in a chance that there's there's only one sec team makes the playoff yeah the potential of it i would love that frankly i don't want to see either of those teams again in the playoff but alabama can still beat tennessee right but i'm saying that's the possibility though yeah If 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 tennessee Boy, that would just be a dream. Beat Alabama twice in one, in one oh, year. Man. <laughs> to knock them out of the playoffs at that. Oh, my gosh. That would just be. Oh, man. Uh, I, I need to not think about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, then, then it's a circumstance that could be, you know, it would probably be a Georgia-Michigan conversation or or Ohio oh, State lo- loser of wow. that game. Can you and imagine, Georgia, Georgia can you might imagine the it. resumes, Georgia-Michigan? Because they, they both have bad schedules, but Michigan's has been worse. But Georgia would assume. Probably Georgia because they beat Oregon. Yeah. Depending on how Michigan shows up against Ohio State. If they get boat raced, then they're out. Um, That's true. I love these scenarios. I mean, it's, what are we, four weeks from from knowing exactly what it's going to be? This this is a major domino. This one's, this is the biggest domino to fall. Um, Aside from, you know, something weird happens, Clemson loses to somebody bad and they're out and yeah, Notre Dame and then we're, we forget them. So, um, no, it's, it's going to be exciting. I, uh, I have cautious optimism. I think it'll be a close game. Um, hard to believe. Like I just, again, I just, every time I look at this, I'm just shocked that Tennessee is in this spot. All the credit to, to hype on the team. They have built this team from nothing, changed the culture in a year and a half, 20 months. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's in. I don't know what Jeremy Pruitt's doing, but he can keep doing it. Regardless of the outcome, next week's still going to be positive Tennessee Vols uh, podcast. We're uh, still <laughs> we're we're making the playoffs regardless of the outcome. We're yep, still playoff yeah. bound, no matter if we are or not. We're still gonna we're still playoff bound. Chuck Super Poor, are we going to the Peach Bowl? <laughs> I'm going to chug it. I'm going to Venmo you the money. <laughs> oh man. I'll then money the money. Let me know what I owe. No, okay, well, I haven't bought them, but uh, okay. If if you do want to buy them, let me know because I'm okay. I'm in. I'll then money the money. Good. Uh, just let me know for sure. 
Okay. My wife, I haven't told my wife, so. So we may uh, want to have those conversations first. No, I'm just not planning a family vacation this year. Uh, Cause we normally go on family vacation post Christmas, the week after Christmas, we go to Florida, which has been Christmas in Florida uh, the last yeah. three or four, actually Jameson's six now. So last five years we spent Christmas in Florida because uh, it doesn't, not that we hate our family, uh, but we hate traveling all over the state of Tennessee. Cause my, my dad's family lives just North of Chattanooga. My wife's family yeah. lives as far North and West as you can go in Tennessee, mm-hmm. close to UT Martin. Uh, it's a lot of traveling and it's just too much. So we are an anti-family travel uh, Christmas family. So yeah, I think this Christmas we may be spending some time with family or something like that. I might, I might bite the bullet and go to West Tennessee. Who knows? Uh, hey, sounds like a plan. Do but that. And then uh, I'm in on the Peach Bowl. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, babe, I got a work trip down in Atlanta. I'll see celebrate you uh, in Atlanta. I'll see you on the second. We spent a few New Year's together, years together over the years. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Put count me in on that one. All right. Well, uh, I'll ask for forgiveness later. Ask for forgiveness. So I, I just, you know, don't think I'm going to lose money on these. But Log Dizzle, uh, I think we have an extra ticket. So if you're listening, hit us up. <laughs> we got Bowl, room in Atlanta. Peach Bowl 2022, New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, Log Dizzle, you, you get first option. For the fourth ticket. He would love it. He would hate it. Well, that uh I believe that's it for uh for episode 57, 58, whatever that is. Um, exciting week. This is continue, continue on the uh, you know, Vol Victory Tour of 2022. Um we'll see how he feels Saturday evening. I'm optimistic. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and throw out a score. Thinking about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm going to go, um, I'm calling it 31-24 Tennessee wins. Maybe 27, but maybe 31-27. That feels better. I'm going to go 34-26 Vols. Okay. We're a Vols podcast. We are a Vols podcast. There's a little bit of irrational thought there, but uh, we'll see you next week. So until only then, a little. just a only little, a little, little yeah. bias. Well, until then, everybody, listen to the great advice that if you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. <laughs>